Father, we thank you. Spirit of the living God, speak today and help us to understand your word. Touch our hearts. Take the blinders off. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Spirit. Holy Ghost, we thank you. Lord of the harvest, we thank you. Our great teacher, we thank you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're here this morning, and in your Christian walk, you constantly have a sense of defeat and failure. Or, in your walk in life, you feel that there's something that's standing in your way for true happiness and joy before the Lord. If you feel like there's something, a mountain in your life that is a huge obstacle and you've done everything and this mountain will not move. The possible reason why that situation will not change is because of your confession. You see, the word confession is not going before a Catholic priest to say, well, Father, I have done this and that. That's part of it, you know, you confess to the Lord God. But confession is affirming what you believe. Confession is affirming what you believe. That's why Jesus said, if anyone confesses me before men... I will confess him before my Father in heaven and, and before the holy angels. So confer, uh, confession is actually confirming or affirming what you really believe from the heart. Or testifying to what you know. That's your confession. You're testifying to what you have witnessed. So we are testifiers. We are his witnesses. So if you're struggling and you find yourself in that situation where it seems like there's no way out of this difficulty, you don't feel like God is really there with you, you feel like you're so far from the Lord, your prayers cannot be answered, and then there's this sense of defeat in your life, the possible reason is because you don't have a true confession of faith going on in your life, or you have two confessions. There is a confession that is based on what you see and what your, the circumstances around you, the physical evidence that you have. Then there is a confession that will make based on what God has said. And I believe the reason why there's so much doubt in our heart is because of our lips. What we are saying. What's coming out of our mouth. The Bible is very clear. God in his mercy made it so clear to us from the very beginning. If you want to create something beautiful, speak. God had all of those great things in his heart that he wanted to make, to create. And the Bible tells us very clearly in Genesis, God spoke. 
And we are created in God's image. If you have been born again, the Spirit of God lives in you. The Bible says we are new creatures in Christ. We are a new creation. We are different kind of creatures on the earth after we get born again. We have His nature. The nature of God is in us. We are like the first Adam when he was created. He was created in the image of God. You have that image in you. And until you use your lips, nothing will change. Think about it, but you need to speak. The Bible tells us faith without works is dead. But I'm going to tell you, faith without words is dead as well. You can have all the faith you have, but until you put that faith into words, it won't affect you where you live. And the Bible is clear about that. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 through 10 tells us this. But what does it say about life? About your life? About eternity? About everything that's happening to you? What does it say? Paul was talking about salvation of our lives. What does it say? It's a word. The word is near you and in your heart. That is the word, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So basically I've said it here before. Every time you hear the word of faith, this is a spiritual principle. Every time, you need the word of faith to be preached to you. Every time you hear the word of faith, he goes straight into your heart. Unless there are things that are blocking it. And you know the things that will block it? Things that you've heard in the past. For example, in the area of healing, you know of somebody that you thought was a really godly person and they were sick and nothing happened. And pastor prayed and cried and nothing happened. So your thinking is, well, I know by his stripes we are healed, but not every time because of that situation. So whenever you hear the word, you give a mental accent, it's in your head, it's not gone into your heart, you receive the word, but it stays there. But if there is nothing there, he go, bypasses all of that and goes into your heart. And if God is going to do something with the word that is in your heart, it's got to come through your mouth. If it's in your head, it won't work for you. I said on Wednesday, there is a heart faith and there is a head faith. The head faith says, this is what we believe. Heart faith says, this is what I believe from the word. When people say, this is what we believe, we are AG or we are charismatics in charismatic churches, this is what we believe. And you just accept that you haven't examined the word. You haven't looked into the word. It's just in your head. It hasn't gone into your heart. When you take time to examine the word, then faith is born in your heart. Now I'll go back to the scripture. The word is near you and in your mouth. And the word that is in your mouth is the word of faith that we are preaching. This is a serious spiritual principle that covers every area of life. That if you confess, if, conditional, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Two things. First, you must confess with your mouth. 
And then you have to believe in your heart. Most people believe in your heart. I'm not talking about the head. The head will play games with you. That's why the scripture says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your understanding. Because when you lean on your understanding, your understanding will show you the things that you're seeing in the natural. And then it says, it's not going to happen. It can't be. This is what it is. But when you believe in your heart, that's a different thing. And that's born from the word of God that's gone into your heart. So you see it in the natural, but you got faith in your heart. So you overlook what you're seeing in the natural, even though those things are there, causing you to doubt in your head, but not in your heart. Why? Because you got the word of God in your heart. And if you speak it, it takes root in your heart. And you know what your heart is? Your Spirit, the real you. That's the real you. So when you speak the word from your heart, from your spirit, your body must comply. That's us. And it's the word of God that created the universe. So with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. The word salvation then means freedom. To be delivered from whatever. Or be made all all of it in this compound word. So that your life is made better and you can live the abundant life. It only will come to you if you speak. For means because. The reason why if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You will be saved. The reason why you will be saved Paul says. Is because there is a spiritual law. That says you have to believe with your heart. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness. And with your mouth, confession is made unto salvation. What that is saying is, you will not experience that freedom in the natural until you use your mouth. You'll keep having doubts until you begin to speak. Satan will keep playing with your mind. Until you begin to speak. When you continue to speak those words of faith coming from the scriptures, the words that you've heard, as you continue to say them, they go deep into your spirit. That's the real you. Before long, your body will comply. And you have no fear anymore. You see the circumstance, but you are at peace. You say, I know God is going to take care of it. No big deal. But it has to come from your mouth. And if you can't speak it until it's really God taking the root in your heart, you can't speak it. You'll be afraid to say anything. And many times we deceive ourselves. And we say, well, I don't want to say that because, uh, listen, I don't feel that way. Do we walk by feelings or by faith? We walk by faith. And then we say, well, I don't want to lie. Well, the Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. You're not lying if you speak a word of faith. If God says you, are, you were healed, you should be healed, right? But then you look at the physical evidence and say, well, I don't know. Where our dual confession comes in. You understand what I'm saying? Because you, you know what the word says. You, you believe what you say, but your mind is playing games with you. So you confess with one, man, with one side of your mouth that you believe the word of God from your heart. 
I believe everything that's written in the Bible. And then you put, well, but. Well, your but is in the way. Must <laughs> you feel the pain? Yes, Pastor, I, I know that, I know that. In other words, please don't go there by this, uh, by stripes who are healed. I already know that. The real thing is, I'm feeling the pain. What are you going to do about that? Well, you already say you have the pain. God says you're healed. So you got to do a confession with your hand. You're saying you really believe. And with your hand, you believe more in the pain. And you repeat that even more. You talk more about the pain than you talk about Jesus dying for your, for your sickness. You talk more about the pain. You describe it. You're ready to tell them every time you call. But yes, let me tell you how I'm suffering. And then, then you end up with glory to God. <laughs> for what? For your pains? You talked about 30 minutes about your pain and you spoke for only a few seconds about what you really believe and you said glory to God. With the heart, man believes unto righteousness. You're fine with God. But until you speak it from your mouth, you're going nowhere. It's not going to happen. Faith without words, dead, as far as you are in the natural life. It's not going to change anything. Your mountain will not move until you start speaking those words that God is giving to us. Amen? That's why the Bible tells us this in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Very clearly there it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. God is saying, don't let that go from you. No matter what's happening in your life, no matter how chaotic the situation is in your life, stay with the book. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You don't read books with your mouth, right? Do you read your books with your mouth? But what God is saying, I don't keep saying what the book says. Don't let it depart. Don't make another confession. Stay with what the book says. He says, you must meditate in it day and night. Day and night. To meditate means to monitor yourself. If you read the Psalms, you will really see David. Sometimes it's like he's muttering to himself. If you read the Psalms, he's just saying things, my, you know, like, my soul, bless the Lord. And he's talking to himself, right? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is what he's telling himself. He's trusting in God. Sometimes he said, trust in the Lord. He's talking to himself. You mutter to yourself. And he says, when you do that, when you do that, then the world will take a hold of your situation and change it to what you're saying. It's the word. The Bible says God is upholding everything by the word of his power. Everything that he's created. He's holding them in place by the word of his power. And the same word he's put in your heart. And every time you speak the word and you attach the name of Jesus behind what you have spoken from the word, it's as if Jesus himself spoke those words. That's why Jesus said, in my name. In my name. Stop talking about the problem. Stop making conversation all the time about the problem. 
When you speak about fear, fear will have control over your life. If you talk depression, depression will have control over your life. Why don't you speak about the sound mind? Why don't you confess? God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Why don't you confess that? Why do you want to stay in the natural? How you feel? But the Bible is saying the just shall live by faith. That's the way you are going to be successful. He's not saying you will not die if you have faith. No. If you, if you walk by faith, that's how you live. You make a living out of faith. The just shall live by faith. You make a living out of faith. That's what he's saying. It will affect every area of your life. And the way to release that is to speak the word. Speak the word. Speak the words at all times. Moderate yourself. The Bible tells us in, in Joshua 1 verse 8, he says, Then, then, you will make your way prosperous. Who is going to make your way? No, you will make your way because of your lips. Your lips based on faith words will determine your destiny. Your lips. If you will confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, if you will do it. That's how to make your way prosperous. That's how to kick the mountain off your life. Amen. Amen. We must hold fast to the confession of our faith without wavering. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says we shouldn't be double-minded. Standing between two opinions. You believe one way, but the natural says it doesn't. They say, Pastor, let's, let's sit. Don't, don't go that way. Let's, let's come to reality. What is your reality? The word or your experience? And most people will stay with that. But I guarantee you, if you will stay with God's word and refuse to yield, you don't look at what you see. You know, I see the earth fellowship, I see everything filled. I'd like you to see that with me. On Sunday, whether there are many or not, I don't care. I know what I see. And we got to see it that way. This is a spiritual law. Just as the law of gravity. Nobody's going to talk me out of it. The negative words that I hear means nothing. This book will stand. Jesus cannot lie. He can lie. Sometimes we forget that we are dealing with God Almighty. And he was here before we got here. And we are his beloved children. He loves us. Every father on earth wants their, their, their child, their children to be successful. God more. He wants us to be successful, happy. If your children are happy to be in the home, they feel good about mama and papa, you know, and they're doing very well. They're making all A's, you know. And they, they, my children don't play, they're not too much, they're not too involved with sports, but, but if they're doing so well in sports, you're happy about that. You know what happens? If your child, if they don't, they run in a race and your child is at the, the, at the very front 
ahead of everybody. And then they ask you, where is your son? You do, yes, that's him. That the one in front. He's leading them. But if your son is behind and they ask you, where is your son? That's him there. The <laughs> guy said, which one? That's the one there. You know, please, right? Every father wants their child to be successful. God more. He wants us to be happy. And he's giving us principles, things to do. To make our way prosperous. Amen? We must hold fast to the confession of our faith. Because negative circumstances... Terrible situations will come when you believe in God. He's giving you a vision. There is something you desire. The Bible says the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Is that not what the Bible says? When God changes mind, the desires of a righteous man shall be granted. Period. And you are righteous because Jesus is in your life. But what we do, we're looking at the negative circumstances. And we're thinking, how is it going to happen? And so you say, well, I know that God said this. And then you bring your butt again. We stay with the word. Hold fast to the confession of faith without wavering. That's what Hebrews chapter 10 tells us. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to come into the very present, into the holiest. He says this in verse 22. Let us draw near with a true heart. In full assurance of faith. I'd like you to know that word, full assurance of faith. He wants you to draw near to God in full assurance of faith. But let me say this. Full assurance of faith is not enough, according to this scripture. Just because you have faith in your heart, is not enough. God wants you to take it a little further so you can receive. Let's go further in that scripture here. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That, what that says is, I have no sense of guilt when I come into his presence. No condemnation. And the Bible tells us, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. That doesn't mean you won't yield to the flesh sometimes, but that's not where you're walking. You don't, you don't desire those things. And because you don't do that, you don't have any condemnation. So you must come into his presence without that sense of guilt. And if you're feeling it, take care of it. If we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So he says, come with full assurance of faith, make sure you don't feel any condemnation. But then 23 says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope or faith without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. Confession is a part of our Christian work. God is saying, God has promised it to you. Even though you see the negative circumstances, everything is going crazy around you. God says, when you come into his presence, don't waver concerning your confession of faith. Don't waver. Stay with your confession of faith. Stay with the word. So the battle then is to have the mastery 
over our confession. So that we bring our confession to be one confession. Not dual confession. God, I know God says this, but. And then you give your own opinion, leaning to your own understanding. You stay. So that's what the battle is at. If we can battle hard to bring our confession to one. So concerning healing, your confession is one, regardless of whether you feel the pain or not. Doesn't matter to you. God is my healer. And when weakness comes, you say, the Lord is the strength of my life. When the bills come and you look around, you check your bank account, and it seems like the money is not there, you say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not, oh brother, I don't know how I will be able to pay my bill this month. You, can, you don't want that to come out of your mouth. You don't want to say those things. Let your confession be one. Stay with that. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. Why? Because God says there are going to be circumstances in your life that is going to make you want to change your confession. So we need to hold fast to our confession. Amen? Why won't the mountain move? It's because you're not speaking to it. There is a time to pray. And there is a time to speak to the mountain. Whatever it is that has been hindering your life. For some people it's finances. It's so hard to come by. It comes in and you can meet all your needs. It's, It's a struggle. And you've been in it for many years. Maybe that's not your case. Maybe it's your family life or whatever it is. It's become a problem or maybe it's an addiction. Something that you really hate but it's taking over your life. You've prayed, you've fasted, you've done everything and it's not working. And you're almost saying, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do more. What might be missing is your confession. That may just be it. Because once your confession begins to change, you begin to create a new picture in the sight of God, something he can work with. All that's been coming from you, you're giving him building blocks that he can use. He says, give me the word. He wants the word coming out of your heart, through your mouth. That's what God works with to create the universe, right? So you want him to create something for you, give him the words. Give him the building blocks. From your words, from the, from the word of God. That's what God will work with. He won't confirm your words, your flaky words. He'll confirm what comes out of the word. And if it's coming out of faith in your heart, against that negative circumstance, you please him. Amen? He knows that you see the negative circumstance. He knows that you see the discouraging circumstances all around you. But you are saying, I still believe in God. The Lord will provide himself a lamp. Right? You believe in God. He pleases him. Then God will then swear, now I know. And in blessing, I'll bless you. But only if you move with words of faith. Because you know. Think about the woman that had the issue of blood. 
for 12 years. 12 years. Many of us will give up. The Bible said she, she spent everything she had and been to different doctors. They'll recommend this doctor, uh, this doctor is all over there, forget these doctors, they are poor doctors, they don't know what they're doing. We got these best doctors over here, a group of doctors, they can help you. And she'll run there with the money, and the Bible says she spent everything she had, and she wasn't better, she grew worse. And in that time, it was a terrible thing to have that type of sickness, because they consider you unclean. No one wants to be around you. It was a shameful thing for her, even though that thing was killing her. And she tried, she struggled hard. She did everything she knew to do in the natural to help herself, it didn't work. And then the Bible says, then she heard about Jesus, she heard the gospel. She heard the good news about Jesus. There's a prophet in the land. There's a prophet in the land. He's healing the sick. And I'm sure she's thinking, what am I going to do? I can't go to the public. I can't be around people. How am I going to get the, the, the preacher's attention? This is too shameful. I, I can't do it. They, they, may, they may stone me for mixing with clean people. <laughs> but then they said, she said in her heart, if I may, I don't have to expose myself, I'll just go among them. Because I know. The Bible said, she said, for she said, if I just touch the arm of his garment I will be healed I have a feeling that she heard about it and started to investigate is it true that this prophet heals everybody yes and they tell her the stories about someone that was blind you mean he was born blind say yes and he made clear and he said yes he saw yeah he even raised the man from the dead as, as she heard the gospel a problem was getting smaller Smaller, smaller. And she started telling them, I'm going to go to him. Don't do that. Don't worry about it. I'm going to touch the hem of his garment. And I will be well. She was sure of it. And she said it with her mouth. He said, for she said that if I touch the hem of his garment, I know I will be healed. And you can imagine weak, sick woman, frail, Pushing away with all this multitude around Jesus Christ, pushing away, getting closer and closer. I'm sure she pushed the fellow aside to get closer, and the fellow says, What's wrong with this woman? And she looks up and says, You are not my problem. I need to go there. She pushed away and she touched Jesus and she was the Bible says, For she said, She said, If I touch, I will be healed. When you begin to speak the words, the word will begin to get a hold of your life. I believe it was the word that gave her that strength to push her way through the crowd to get to Jesus. She was getting well. She was getting closer to the master. The Bible says immediately, virtue, power was released from the Lord. When we speak and we put the word in action, that power will come to us. Mark eleven twenty to 24 says, Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree, 
which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Say with me, whatever he says. Two conditions. If you say it and you don't doubt in your heart, you have whatever you say. Whatever you say. Whatever you say. What you need to say it. You have what you say if you don't doubt in your heart. He didn't say if you don't doubt in your head. He says if you don't doubt in your heart. You shouldn't lean on your own understanding. That's your head. But what you believe in your heart. If you don't doubt in your heart, you have what you say. You have what you say. So we should speak to our mountains. There's a time to pray. And there's a time to speak. You know, when Lazarus died, and I'm closing with this. After Lazarus died, they called Jesus. And Jesus came. And Jesus stood before Lazarus' tomb, he said, roll the stone away. Let me read this. John 11, 41 and 42. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. Say the word with me, dead. He was dead. Lying dead. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Say the word with me, heard me. But the man was still lying dead. Do you understand it now? You have heard me, but the guy is still dead. And Jesus knew that this is saying to us, Jesus had prayed about Lazarus' death before he got to the grave. There is a time to pray. And there is a time to speak to the mountain. The reason why the mountain is not going away is because you are not speaking to it. Whatever that problem is that has been bugging you, speak to it daily after you spend some time with the Holy Ghost. Speak to it. Speak to it. It will move. I don't care what it is. If you speak and believe in your heart based on the word of God, that thing will, will disappear. By and by. Jesus said, I really didn't need to pray in in this situation. He he could have just walked up there and just raised Lazarus from the dead. He said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this. That they may believe that you sent me. If it were not for the people, he wouldn't have said those words. He only spoke... And talked as if he was praying to the father. So they didn't know he he had spoken to the father. But as far as he was concerned. He had prayed about it. He had been heard. No big deal. I just stand now. It's not the time to pray. It's time to speak to the dead. That's what he was saying. I'm only doing this because of them. And then he spoke the word. Lazarus come forth. So we need to have that time with the Holy Ghost. In prayer before the Father. 
and have that full assurance. Sometimes people will say, well, that's Jesus, the Son of God. God hears him all the time. But for me, I don't know. Well, that's not scriptural. Because Jesus said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened. Everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. So if you are a born again Christian, Jesus is living in you. He hears you every time you pray. This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If you are asking to be healed, that's his will, right? If you are asking for finances, the Lord is my shepherd, that's his will. He wants you to have. So you know he's heard you. The next thing to do is speak to the mountain. If anyone will say to this mountain, be thou removed. And be thou cast into the sea. And refuse to doubt in his heart. But believe that what you are seeing is going to come to pass. Why do you have to do that? Because he won't move immediately. See? It'll appear like he's still there. But you stand fast. You have what you say. You will. Stand up with me this morning. I really believe that that the children of God should stay well. That doesn't mean you won't be tempted with sickness, but don't receive it. Amen? Don't receive it. You see, God will only use what you have in your heart. Take time to put that scripture, those words into your heart, in that area where you are lacking. Feed yourself in that area. You understand what I'm saying? Become a man in that area. Because if you don't become a man in that area, when trouble comes, you won't be able to handle it. You will need others to stand for you. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Take time to study this book in whatever area. If it's finances, find scriptures. Load yourself up with those. And begin to act on those. And begin to model those things to yourself. Amen? It will change. Jesus cannot lie. So do what he said. And he will confirm his word. The Bible says. And the Lord walked with them. Confirming the word. With signs following. When you speak the word. He will confirm it. With the right sign. Amen? Amen. If you have a mountain in your life this morning, I want you to put that mountain before you. You know what I'm talking about. Not a literal mountain, but whatever it is that bugs you. Put it before you and begin to speak to it this morning. I'm saying, I'm, I'm joining my faith with yours this morning. And I'm saying as you speak to that mountain, it's going to move. You agree with me? Amen. Say Amen. Speak to that mountain today and we will see the change and we'll testify to glorify God. Amen? Now, I need you to open your mouth and speak. Amen? Please play for us. Let's pray. Speak to your mountain. In the name of Jesus, speak to that mountain. 
Tell it to go away. Tell it to move from your life. Let the Lord know that you believe his word and that you are free. From everything that Satan is throwing against your life, you're free. Because he came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You are free from that obstacle in your life. You can defeat that addiction. You can be free and you can stand strong. The Lord is the strength of your life. You cannot be afraid of anyone. God is with you. If God be for you, who can be against you? You are God's own. Everything is working out for your good. And today is that day by faith. Receive it. Receive it today. And I'm going to ask our prayer partners to please come out here. And this is coming into agreement with somebody. If you don't know the Lord or you have doubts about your relationship with God, the thing that might be missing is you have not opened your mouth to tell somebody, I believe in the Lord Jesus. If you do that, the doubt will disappear. It will disappear, it's gone. So whatever it is that you need somebody to agree with you for in prayer, or you need somebody to tell them what you truly believe from now on, these guys are here, they'll listen and hear your testimony. Amen? Let's close our eyes as we close, and then you can come up and uh, come up for prayer. Father, we thank you. I know that your word will not return to you void. I speak blessings upon your people. I reverse the financial difficulties in their lives today in the name of Jesus. I speak abundance into their lives in Jesus' name. This is a year of abundance in the lives of your people. They will not know want in Jesus' name. And the family problems that they have in their homes... If there's anything like that here, Lord, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I command that thing to come into the rightful place that you want it to be. That right relationship to be restored in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you. The sickness and disease is gone. And we are free. Thank you, Father. We give you praise, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We receive your word into our hearts. And Lord, we will make confession based on your word. Our confession of faith. We will not waver. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. Amen. You need prayers to somebody to agree with you. We have people up here. Please come.